When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the 122nd episode of Lake of Rage Pokemon Trading Card Game Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by a very special temporary guest host. Joining us fresh off of a top eight in the Peoria Regional Championships, we have Terrence Miller. Terrence, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for for the listeners who don't know. This happened literally last minute. I saw Terrence tweet something out about uh, the text and, you know, not being on stream. And I was like, wait. It's literally why the podcast exists is to get that voice out there. So I'm super glad that hours later you were like, yeah, let's do an episode. So thank you so much. I'm ready. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So we got a very special episode for y'all today. We're going to do some rapid strike questions. First time Terrence has been on. Then we're going to get into their history as a player, how long you've been playing, all that kind of stuff, right? Get to know you a little bit better because listeners, you might be familiar with Terrence, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, the first time that I've seen your name pop up, which is always exciting to me to see someone successful who isn't always up there, right? Oh, for sure. I hear that. I've been on the slow grind. I'm on the come up, you know? What's amazing is slowly. Multiple people have yeah. like mentioned you since this episode has happened, right? Like I just got Edwin, some of your Arizona folks I know as well who were like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy's a homie. I don't know. There you are. <laughs> and then uh we'll talk about Sable's art as a deck, why you picked it over the other versions, why you included some of the text, what you think about the deck potentially moving forward, something that I mean, most people say the deck is almost unplayable, and yet you proved that the deck is very playable, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's real. So I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't just write it off. I think everything Pokemon's an interesting game. You know, you gotta you gotta try it out at least. That's oh. how I feel. You know, for sure. Because like you always see those decks pop up. I mean, look at Maridon, right? Maridon was like, oh yeah, it's one's gonna make top eight. Ha ha ha! So funny. And suddenly it's become a deck. Dude, arguably, be, yeah, arguably it's PDIF now. Honestly. I, I refuse. You, I mean, you're probably right, <laughs> but I refuse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you on that. So we're going to start with I, some rapid right. straight questions. Uh, you know, the usual thing. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many as you can with no explanations. Just straight off the top of your head. Okay, I got you. I'm ready. Awesome. Question number one. Do you prefer winter or summer? Winter. What's your favorite snack food? Uh, pickles. Favorite retro format to play? Uh, 06. What's your favorite deck ever? Uh, Greninja Break. Would you rather be late or be early? Uh, early. Who would be your starter Pokemon? Uh, Brokey. Super salad. Uh, soup. What are the toppings on your perfect pizza? Uh, the works. Papa John's. What color sleeves do you use? Uh, darker colors. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Juniper, Sycamore, Oak, Rowan, or Magnolia, or other? Uh, I'd go Sycamore. What was your favorite subject in school? Uh, PE. Favorite regional to go to? Uh, anything in Cali. What's your favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. 
Mario Brothers or Legend of Zelda? Uh, Zelda. Rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to Beyonce. Bro, I'm a I'm a karaoke champion. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> what food are you best at cooking? Uh, fried rice. And that is time. So before Whoa. we started recording, you were like, "I'm gonna get 20." Yeah, I I'm didn't get 20. I'm I'm quick with it. I didn't believe you. You didn't, but yeah, all right. you did get 17 questions in there. Oh, damn. I tried my best. <laughs> that was really good. Right. And that was with, I'll fully admit, I paused after you said your favorite deck ever was Greninja Break. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are the last three questions? I'm just curious at this point. The last questions? Uh, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Oh, my God. Like 40. Good. Okay. That's proper answer. I've asked that question. <laughs> if you were like two and I'm like, oh, that's Bro, dude. I'm a Yeezy fan. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I saw your tweet. I saw the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare for sure. And then an effort to get no one to actually finish 20. What's your favorite region in a Pokemon game? Mm, definitely gen five. What's that one called? I forget. I'm the wrong person to ask which was which. <laughs> is it, is it, is it Unova? Man, I don't know what Gen 5 is called, but Gen 5 is my favorite. So we have to go back to Greninja Break. Before we do anything else, how was that your favorite deck of all time? It was just the first deck that I had any sort of success with. I never played, like, any sort of card games before in my life, before Pokemon. So, like, I just didn't know what's up, you know? I didn't Mm -hmm. understand what meta was. I didn't understand, like, that you could buy singles. And... The very first, like, Greninja Break was, like, locally, right? Mm-hmm. I played Greninja Break, and that was basically the first deck I had success with, even at a small level. So I just, I liked it. When did you start playing? Um, so the very first pack I purchased was a Steam Siege pack. But I didn't, like, know that people actually played this game competitively, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I would just play with, like, my friends randomly. Mm-hmm. And we just had, like, starter decks that we mashed together. But the very first actual real competitive tournament I went to, uh, Guardians Rising was legal. Okay. So, yeah. For the best of nine knowledge, that's a little before I started, but that's like when mm-hmm. everyone said the game got like quote unquote fixed and just became amazing. It was, it was fantastic. The card shop I was going to at the time, uh, the owner's great. And he told me that uh, Guardians Rising is his best selling set since Boundaries Crossed. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I just, I like the history of the game because I, when I like something, I just deep dive into it. I get like mm-hmm. super into it. So I, I knew all the history. I knew all the expanded formats, everything. So I was like, wow, Avengers Cross, that's old. And then he was telling me that Guardians Rising is his best selling set since, you know, and it just hooked me, you know, that's when I really started playing. That's awesome. When, yeah. so you said that's when you really started playing. Is that when you consider yourself a competitive player? Like officially yes, at that absolutely. part? Nice. What was the first regional? Because what? First regionals I ever went to was San Jose. Um, I was friends with, I'm friends with Drew. And uh, we asked him randomly at a card shop, hey, Drew, what's the play for San Jose? And he goes, Waylord. It's the easiest decision ever. And I was like, okay, for real. So I played Waylord with Drew. And, uh, you know, it's the whole Tropical Beach Waylord deck, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The one that he got top eight with. Uh, it's just, I look back at so many regionals that I went to in the past and I wish I had the player skill that I have now. <laughs> it's just, man, I was so ass back then. It's just, <laughs> it's like, no, you, you, you slow, and I both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a slow learner and I always, always, always learn things the hard way. 
it's just it's just how i am i think there's a lesson there just in general for anyone who yeah. is newer and you're like oh I, I've, I've broken the meta or i have like the play for the tournament and then you underachieve mm -hmm. and i mean both of us are going to say we've both had that exact situation <laughs> i mean Wailord with tropical beach 100 percent was the play in the zorak meta like it was it was night and day you know it was just unfortunate you know drew hit pram in top eight you know and he never prized the night marcher it's just unfortunate I think he could have won the tournament, honestly. <laughs> what was Waylord weak to? I was it grass or lightning? Lightning. Lightning? Okay, yeah. That's... It was it was lightning. Okay, that's a that's a tough no, one. Wait, wait. Yeah, wait. Huh. No, no, I'm sorry. Waylord was weak to grass. Okay. Um so it took um, every yeah, single that... night marcher and probably yes, a muscle yes. band in order to get he that knockout. Choice, it was choice band. Gotcha. It was all it was all 11 in discard and choice band for the perfect 250. But we also played a one of Wishiwashi GX because Wishiwashi GX was weak to lightning instead because Glissopod GX was pretty popular at the time. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of those decks that, like, I don't think people realize how there was that and then eventually Regigigas Hoopa of just like stall was so blatantly good, but because oh, people didn't want to play it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, the, it that's was, when Hex got banned. Yeah. It was just so wild. Like the format was just mm -hmm. like no one took advantage of what was so obvious. Yeah. No, it was just it, like before Hex got banned, it was just, okay, just have as much HP as possible. And after Hex got banned, it was like, hey, look at all these cool abilities that you just can't beat. <laughs> it, was just, it was stupid. Yeah, Hex was, I think that was right around when I had started playing Expanded. And For sure. I was not capable of playing Zoroark eggs like at all, but oh, for real? watching oh, people play it, <laughs> that's what everyone says. And like watching the streams <laughs> of, I think it was Riley Holbert versus Isaiah Williams mm -hmm. in Dallas. And I just remember like watching it. And then also Isaiah did a VOD review on his own Twitch. And it was like, there's, there's a lot happening here that I was like, that's what got me into the game. Right. I'm just like, this is so sick. Like this is oh. just different next level Pokemon. It was a fun time, but I, I played Aerodactyl A during that time. But one, but once again, I wish I was better. I feel like if you run that back now, I, I'm top eighting. You know, that's how I feel. But ugh. it's just, yeah, I'm just a slow learner. I'm getting there though. That's how I feel. What are the tournaments have you been successful at? Because this is not your first day two. It's not your first even money or anything, right? Mm, yeah. Um, I guess the very first day two was Vancouver Regionals 2022. It was for my London invite. Um, so I, uh, that my London season was the first season I was like, okay, I want to go to Worlds. Mm -hmm. And I won like seven League Cups that season. Let's like, go. I, I, felt, I, I felt unstoppable at locals. And I only went to San Diego and Vancouver because I'm 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 a min max kind of person, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't have money like that, so if if I get my invite, I'm good, you know. No, I'm and same I, way. Yes, and I tr I try to spend as little money as possible. I went to San Diego, got good points, but I had to go to Vancouver and I had to top thirty two, or I wouldn't have gotten my world's invite. Mm -hmm. So and. Uh, I'm usually someone that gravitates towards one prize decks. That's just my style. I feel like you just have so much control over the course of the game if you have nothing but one prizes in your whole deck. Mm -hmm. And um, but that format Urshfu was so good that I and there's no Manaphy, so it's like you just can't play one prizes or whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess there was, but I just didn't feel comfortable playing Rapid Strike Malamar. 
I just didn't feel, I just didn't think the deck was very good. I, I so, agree with that statement completely. <laughs> yeah. So like for Vancouver, I was like, okay, I'm going to play Mew and I'm not even joking. Uh, I have, I have receipts and everything. I have like 790 games on PTCG live with Mew VMAX because I was like, I'm going to get my world's invite in Vancouver. I was like, I have to do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I did nothing, but I almost got like 800 games in PTCG. Uh, oh, sorry. PTCG. Oh, cause live wasn't out yet. Yeah. You know, with me, VMAX and, uh, I'm, I squeaked into day two at six, two, one and drew is like, okay, Terrence, there's 36 people in day two. You literally need to win two games. And I was like, all right. And I won two games. <laughs> Let's go. I got like 30th. I got like 30th. And that was my first taste of the day two. It's just, it's just crazy. Day two is a different beast, you know? It's just the players are so much better. Everyone knows exactly what they're doing. It's, it's just, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I did it. So that was my first taste of day two, I guess, was Vancouver 2022. Yeah. Out of curiosity, how'd worlds go? London Worlds. I went two three, and I was like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> That's how London went. <laughs> um, Worlds is about the same vibe of like day two. Everyone knows what they're doing. Worlds is mostly world. everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, it was it was it was rough for me. You know, it was first Worlds. I'm still just not good enough. I felt like, um, but the, the Yokohama season felt a little better. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I love one prizers. That's just my style. Yeah. Um, so Reggie's, I was like, Reggie's is the best deck. So, okay. So what happened at London is I failed. I played like an arc file and I failed horribly at London. Yeah. And then I saw that, um, Pablo did really well with Reggie's and I was like, you know what? That's cool. And Drew was testing Reggie's. But he just didn't pull the trigger on it. But for the London Open, I decided to play Reggie's. Mm-hmm. And I got top 32. And I was like, oh, I, so I got a decent chunk of points at the London Open with Reggie's. And I was like, okay, let's keep working on this list, getting it better. So I, I immediately went to Baltimore afterwards. I took Reggie's. I got top 64. Drew got top four. And we're like, okay, cool. You know, Reggie's is real. And then I guess. Was Salt Lake shortly after that, or was it like a little bit more? I don't know. I was right after I had my kids, so I was technically involved in the scene, but I don't remember nothing. <laughs> I, I got you. I mean, Salt Lake's so close for me, and it's like the cheapest flight ever, so everyone from Phoenix goes to Salt Lake. Yeah. And I got, I got top 16, but the saddest part was the winning into top eight was against Drew in the Reggie Mirror match. <laughs> and I was like, bro, and he's my roommate at the time. And I'm just like, bro, what's going on here? You know? That's rough. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it was just one of those things. But uh, he got the, he got the uh, turn one Reggie attack game three. Cause I won the flip. So I was like, okay, I think I got it. But he got that, that crazy turn one. And I was like, ah. And a lot of people say, oh, this matchup is coin flip, that much of his coin flip. I don't think that's true. But with the Reggie Mirror match, it's actually true. It's whoever attacks first. <laughs> you didn't have the Cape yeah. of Toughness tech? I don't think that card existed at that time, did it? <laughs> <laughs> it existed, but I don't think it existed in... Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it existed. But yeah, I don't think it existed yeah, in yeah. Reggie decks, right? Not, not yet, for sure. Not yet. 
But it, they should have. I mean, four Reggies made top eight at Salt Lake. So, <laughs> oh, it was that tournament? Yeah, no, I remember that was yeah, wild. It was that, it was that. It was that one. And then there's two more in top sixteen. So it was just the Reggie tournament. <laughs> So let's go ahead and jump into the future, but that's a little bit about the stuff, right? A little about you as a player. And yeah. I feel like Reggie's explains the deck we're going to talk about a little bit. For sure. So you played Sablezard. Sablezard, mm -hmm. a deck that I mentioned, if you take away Pedro Torres, it's, no one plays this deck. No one hypes this deck up. I'm pretty sure Azul's tier list that he puts out all the time. It's like tier four. It's like, oh, just play the other mm -hmm. ones. Why yeah. in the world did you decide Sablezard was the correct play for this regional championship? Okay, so I guess it started with uh, there's a League Cup that I could not make on Saturday. And uh, my friend Garrett won with uh, Ar Arceus uh, Charizard Pidgeot. Mm -hmm. And he, he won that League Cup with that deck. And then Sunday, I usually work on Sunday, so I didn't go to that League Cup. And Drew won with Arceus Charizard Pidgeot. So I'm like, okay. This deck's really good because this is right when Obsidian Flames comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Or came out. And I was like, all right, this deck's pretty good. So my first idea was they need to, they rely on rare candies. They need to evolve. Maybe I play a path Sableye deck. So I immediately gravitate towards like Tina, right? <laughs> but I'm playing Tina. And for real, one out of three games, I'm bricking. Like, that sounds right. Yeah. With, with, <laughs> with, with path Tina. And I don't know if people do this, or I don't know if... I, you need to count those games, you know? Because I, I feel like I've been, a, I've been guilty of this in the past. Mm -hmm. I've done flawed testing, you know? Like I said, I'm always, a, you know, I'm always someone that learns the hard way mm -hmm. on everything. It's like, when, you when you're, like, testing with your buddy and you draw a brick hand, you're like, oh, I'm just going to reshuffle so we can actually play a game. You know, you need to count those games yeah. because you can't reshuffle and redraw in the regionals, you know? I think so that's I a super like, important point, right? Like, yeah, every mm -hmm. hand matters. Yeah, you need to actually count those games. And Tina was just, I think it's terrible because <laughs> you just break so much. So I was like, nah, Tina ain't it. I'm gonna. So I was like, wait a second. Toward one with Sablezard last year at Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> and he played a path build. And so I I just took it. I took his exact 60 almost, basically, mm -hmm. to the, the next League Cup that I could make it. And then I, I found myself that, like, I was winning games when path wasn't even down. Like, I was just getting to 10, doing Sableye stuff. I was doing Combustion Blast, you know. And I was like, dude, I don't need path. So I just kind of like kept, I kept working on the list. Beach court, uh, I realized that it was the best stadium. Mm -hmm. A lot of people play like Magma Basin, but I was just like, you can't search fire energy. And the only way to get fire energy in your, in your discard pile is by attach retreating. Ooh, can, so it's like, you know. Can I add to that real quick? I watched Omnipoke's yeah, video discussing the top mm -hmm. eight deck lists. And there were mm -hmm. a couple things that he said about your list. But one of the ones that stands out to me is there's no Magma Basin. And I think there should be. <laughs> Dude, I just watched that video because I was like, I, I like Omnipoke, but like, I was like, bro, I thought you were a Sablezard believer. Why are you so wrong about your opinions? Like, he said, he said that Ditto is what, like, cringe? I'm oh, like, yeah. bro, what? I'm like, what? That was going to be something else. Basic. Like, okay, Turbo plays 12 basics. Mm -hmm. Kyogre plays 12 basics. I guess Turbo plays 11. I play 15 basics. Like, I, 
do you do you ever use like the limitless draw calculator i used to i've not used it since uh i've honestly just been net decking toward most of the last six months <laughs> that's fair but the limitless draw calculator is pretty excellent right mm -hmm. like i did the math right or I, I just plugged it into limitless but it's like with 14 basics which is i think it's it's what i had like 14 basics four compies you have like a 43 percent chance to start it or whatever but with 15 basics in the ditto which is five good starters mm -hmm. you have like a 53 percent chance of starting like a compi so i'm just like that's worth it. I'm gonna play the ditto, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if Omnifolk realizes this, but you can actually VIP pass or nest ball out ditto and retreat to it and use the ability. So I want to <laughs> so say you don't have, <laughs> I know you don't have to start ditto. I know Joe is listening to this. Where can uh -huh. Joe at you on Twitter to have this discourse out in the open? <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not trying to like roast Joe. I really enjoy him. Like, I built a whole cube because I watched one of those <laughs> videos, you know? Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, even the games that you don't start ditto, you just nest ball for it, retreat into it, and use the ability to search your deck for a compi. Now you're one card thinner. Like, so I played 16 rounds of Pokemon mm -hmm. and 39 games total. The legit, I did not use ditto's ability for four games out of those 39. Two because they're a prize, and one because I just didn't open VIP Pass or Nest Ball. You know? That's so it's wild. Just like I, yeah, I was thinning with Ditto almost every single game. You know, I, it's, it's, you know it's, it's literally just, you're just thinning. I don't see, like, Magic the Gathering, people play fetch lands, and all it does is get another land. You know? You're just thinning. So, out of curiosity then, because, like, people are probably going to take this exact 60, see what happens, right? I think, in fact, in one of the online tournaments, right. it got second. Just like today, right? Someone just ripped your exact 60. That's why I wanted to tweet that you can't just play this deck. I think you need to be good at the deck. Because I felt like I was going to get like people saying, oh, this deck is um, fake. This deck is this, that, this, that. Like, no, you have to be good at Sable's Art. You can't just play it. You know, that's how I feel personally, I guess. So just say one of the ways that you are playing it, and you kind of alluded to this, but I want like a, you know, a confirmation if mm -hmm. so. You're often going to grab Ditto. Like, let's say instead of going Comfy Comfy, you're going to go Ditto Comfy, switch into the Ditto, yes. use the ability. It's like before getting a Comfy, you're always like, oh, I'm going to Ditto first. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Interesting. That's, I mean, that sounds, just, that sounds it, great. It just, it just thins immediately. There was one game where I could, I didn't know if I could get to four because I had a, I had a game where I had the opportunity to donk somebody, but I didn't have the switches to do so. So I was like, I'm going to ditto last and ditto into Cramorant if I can get there or not. Mm -hmm. So I went, I went comfy, comfy, and all I needed to do was flower cycling into a switch, which I did. And I went, I, you know, I switched into ditto, transformer to start into Cramorant for the donk. So it's like, you have very slight options turn one because, you know, it's ditto. You can only use the ability turn one, mm -hmm. but it's kind of, it's a little bit flexible, you know? Okay, I'm I'm vibing with the deck. Like I'm, you're selling me. You're selling me. I'm just saying because Sable's art, I don't think the deck is powerful enough. Uh, like, I mean, like surface level, you mm -hmm. know, like Greninja. Like I, I still do think that if you're playing Water Energies in your deck, Greninja is the greatest card in the game. Like I still believe that. Yeah, but you. I, you play very. Do you play fewer basics in a 
deck like that in like a traditional Lost Box. But Sableard, you need techs, or you just don't win matchups sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying Ditto really helps your math of starting Comfy because you, I mean, I ran 15 basics, you know? Yeah. So we interrupted a little bit about the stadium too. Mm-hmm. So you got the beach courts, right? Like, how did you, yes. what else did you do? beyond the stadiums of like changing the deck around because there's obviously way different than towards list from a year ago looks like of course yeah um i didn't i, didn't, I felt like i didn't need fourth psychic energy mm-hmm. i mean it's because super odd came out um fog crystal is magical it, it just you know i like to do fog crystal last i like to draw all my cards first mm-hmm. and then see which piece i'm missing whether it be sable or the psychic energy with fog crystal um, I tested with the Pidgeot Forest Seal package, the Drapion Forest Seal, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just felt like Pokegear was better because there was some games where I would bench Pidgeot going, okay, I hope I draw, you know, and I just would never draw Forest Seal or whatever, yeah. no matter how many I played. I would play like one or two and I just wouldn't see it. So I was just like, gear is just better. So that's how I came to the Spiritomb. And um, turns out Spiritomb is really good against Lugia <laughs> and Arvinzard. That's the big surprising one for me. I played against, I only played against two Arvinzards, but I beat both of them in like 10 minutes because I just put down Spirit Tomb turn one. That's disgusting. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like if they don't open Arvin, they have to Luminion for it and they just can't. So now you win because now they're not rare candying and you just go, okay, Sable, I won the game. It's like, it's, it's just crazy. Interesting. That's definitely a matchup I've never tried a Spirit Tomb in or like four, right? But that's, mm-hmm. that's another they're like solid so- selling point. They're so reliant on Arvin, it's insane. Um, and my friend Cameron is pretty good at Guardi. And I play him a lot. And there's a situation where, let's say you turn one cram, the Guardi, right? Take a prize or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they, they have some, they have Rare Candy Guardi X Cresselia. If they go Moonglow Reverse on Sableye and you can't get to 10, and you spit innocently for 110 into the Cressel, you, you just lose the game. The game's over. So I was like, I have to play this Articuno. You know? Yeah. So that's where that tech comes in, too. Because that's the question that I get the most on Twitter. And I'm just like, bro, you guys need to just read. Because I answered it before, and people <laughs> still keep asking me. But I was just like, that's where the Articuno comes in. Is that, and like, I've played a lot of Guardi, so I 100% agree mm-hmm. on that one. But is there any other tech yeah. matchup where it matters? or? Yeah, yeah. It, it actually helped me against Maridon. Um, I played against a Maridon player that wasn't able to set up a second Raikou. Mm-hmm. So after I, cram- after I crammed the first Raikou, you know, they go switch cart. So now it's at 80. Mm-hmm. And they, they knock out cram. And then. I wasn't able to get to 10, but I was able to, what I was able to do is Nest Ball 4, Articuno, Clara back the Cramorant, and now I go 120 into it, which is Knockout. So it was pretty useful against um, Maridon as well. I wasn't that mad about it, you know. I was, I was genuinely happy I played Articuno for the regional. So I'm trying to quantify this in myself because I am one of those people who touches Sable's art and they're like, why is there no Greninja? I hate this deck. Mm-hmm. How often are you getting the turn to Sableye? And obviously, the first or second matters, and etc. So you can go into that if you want. But like, are you attacked with Cram often enough that like that extra ten is just like 
having the option is so good. Like, are you always using two Cramorants in this deck? I would say if you go first, um, you are definitely always attacking with Cramorant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying you always need two Cramorant for the game, but let's say you prize Cramorant and you just don't do 110, you just lose. So yeah. I'm playing two. I mean, um, that makes sense. But it, yeah, but if you go second, I would say almost every game I got to turn 210 if I went second, because it's in, I played 10 switch cards. Four, four carts, four ropes, two switches, and I had three courts. So if I went second, I was always getting five in the loss zone. And on my next turn, I would just get another five. You know, it would just oh, almost always happen. Mm-hmm. I guess I do have a funny, interesting story a little bit. Yeah, please. Round, fif- round 15, it was against Champ Albex Caliber. It's the winning into top eight. I'm, I won the coin flip. I'm going first. I do my first deck search. I prized Manaphy and Hisuian Heavy Ball <laughs> against Bax. And I'm just like, you know, I, got, I had a good poker face, though. I was like, all right, this is normal. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I just have to get to turn 210 or I will lose this game. Mm-hmm. And I got there. It was crazy. But, like, that's just how it is. You just, because I, I only play two vacuums. Yeah. Because. I find myself that like vacuum was so bad in like so many matchups, except for Maridon. Like Maridon was the only matchup where vacuum's a very valuable resource that you want to hold on to. But every other matchup, I'm just tossing vacuum. Like you really just don't need it. And I assume that's because of the bravery charm, right? Not the path, or it is the bravery charm. I have enough stadiums that I can kind of just beat them on the stadium more. That's why I like the triple court a lot. So there's a couple other cards in here that I'm like, I, like I think I get, but I want to hear from the person who played it. So the For one sure. Raihan, what's the Raihan doing? Uh, there are certain matchups where if you miss a turn one Cramorant, you really want to be able to attack with Zard a turn earlier. Mm-hmm. Like there was a game, it was against Michael Zeely. I forgot his name. I forgot his last name. I'm sorry, but he's homies with uh, Jesse Parker, JW Crewall, all them. I believe you're he right. He was though. my round. Yeah, he was my round nine opponent game uh, day one, mm-hmm. and I drew so bad against him. It was insane, but I was able to win because I believe it was game three. All three games, I don't have a turn one Cramorant, but um, I was able to get that little bit of extra earlier turn with attacking with Charizard and it wins me the game. That's why I like the gears too, because I was like, okay, I have to hit Raihan off this gear. So I'm just like, comfy, 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 get six cards deep, you gear, get another seven cards deep, and I was like, oh, thank god I hit the I hit the Raihan. And so I literally that game, I was like, okay, Raihan Charizard, Clara Charizard, Clara Charizard. That's how the game went. So like, I hear Omnipoke when he says, oh, I like, I like um, Magma Basin. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, fire energy is not searchable. Like, the only way you're getting fire energy, I don't play a card that discards cards. The only way you can get fire energy in discard file is by attaching retreating. Like, how are you doing this? Like, if I play more than five games and I don't use a card, I think the card's bad. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to play Basin. So would you and say a lot of, oh, go for it. I was going to say, do you think that the 60 is like, obviously in the meta might change and et cetera. So maybe that stuff will change, but like for the tournament is like every card was useful. 
Yeah, I would say so. There is one change I would like to make. Um, uh, Raymond was like a different tier of player. They're very um, good, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, it's night and day, I guess. Because I, I surprisingly, I was in top tables almost the whole tournament. It was crazy. I was like, damn, what is going on here? I don't <laughs> usually sit, sit up here, you know? Yeah. But like, and um, so I lost to Raymond round, I think it was round 14. I lost to Raymond. And it, we're at like table four or whatever. And I go to table 16 and I'm playing against Arcador and I just destroy him. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I just felt like I was like a little bit of a step above somehow. And that, but how are you winning that again, matchup if you don't mind me asking? Arcdura. Um, Arcdura, they do play a lot of lost cities, which is scary, terrifying. But you just go, Ableye, Bibero, Roxanne, pray they don't draw lost city. And he didn't. So I won <laughs> both games. Both games went like that. Okay. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to lost mine, Bibero. I'm going to Roxanne you. I'm going to Combustion Blast Arceus, and I already set up the Mathless Sableye on Dura, mm -hmm. so I'm just like, okay, Dura already has 80, don't draw Lost City, and both games he didn't, and I was like, thank god. <laughs> That's just how you approach the matchup. Because okay. they don't, like, deck, they don't deck thin that aggressively. If you rock sand them right on that third turn, it kind of works out, usually. Mm -hmm. You know? Is Roxanne, like, a core thing for most matchups? Yes, but um, good Lost Box players like Raymond, they know how to play around Broxan. Mm -hmm. Like, they will set up a second Sableye Mirage Gate to it. So now they have Sableye inactive, Sableye on bench with energy, and they're playing around Roxanne. Mm -hmm. So I wish I had an Iono against stuff like that, where I could just get rid of their hand before the Roxanne turn. So if I were to run this deck back, I kind of want to fit an Iono. Because I felt like he just did everything he wanted perfectly because he knew the Roxanne was coming. And that's just, I just got bodied in top eight, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was insane. I was like, dude, this guy is playing around Roxanne so well. I can't beat his Pidgeot because Pidgeot turns off that E rope turn one. Mm -hmm. If you cram into that Pidgeot, the game's just over. So it's just kind of frustrating because I always had E rope turn one, I never had a second E rope. I was like, please, I, I play six other Switch cards that's not Rope. Where are they? But now nah, I never had it like that. So was Roxanne never like a draw supporter for you? Was it always a disruption? I mean, I know it draws cards, but like, was it always like, this is a disruption thing and not, I got yeah. Ionoed and I need to draw cards? Um, yeah, it was always just a disruption. Um, one, well, <laughs> funny enough, round one, it was to prevent myself from decking out. <laughs> I played <laughs> I played against the Poke Dead round one mm -hmm. and he was like I, I don't know. He thought I was gonna deck out, I guess, even though I had like 40 cards in my hand. Yeah. So he like he was playing Arcsard and he just chose not to play Iono because I guess he thought he was decking me out. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I have my whole deck in my hand. So I had to play Roxanne so I wouldn't deck out. Yeah. But that was the only situation. Okay. But, yeah, almost always I'm using it as a trying to get them less cards in their hand. That sounds like a good plus one to me that I own. Oh, might be better, right? Like, I don't know for sure, but you're selling. I would like it. to play both. I would like to play both somehow. I'll figure it out. Are you doing Sacramento also? 
Yeah, I'll be there. It's close. It's closer. I'll, I'll, I'll go. That's yeah. true. Okay, you don't got to leak nothing then. No, for sure. <laughs> so I'm curious. Another thing that you said on that tweet about like, you know, the thing because you and Brent Tonneson were part of the like Twitter poll, not Twitter. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Twitch poll, and you didn't get picked yeah. because. It's a popularity contest, right? They see Jesse Parker's name and very valid. They're going to pick him. That was a Guardian matchup, right? I full disclosure, 95% chance I play Guardian Sacramento. It's the only deck I've been piloting. Mm -hmm. How do you beat Guardi? And I'm saying this selfishly so I can start to learn a little more about how I can win as Guardi. But how do you beat Guardi? With all the IONs, right? And the Cresselia and et cetera. I, I got you. Because, yeah, the first question that everybody asks me is, how do Sables are to be IONO spam? How do they mm-hmm. be IONO spam? Like, for sure, it's hard. But, like, I think you have to take advantage of game one because it's a closed list tournament, I guess. You have to bluff, like, the Articuno, I guess. Mm-hmm. Obviously, draw as many cards as humanly possible before they get to the Cresselia play. Like, you want to thin as much as possible. I mean, like, you're switching, you're doing everything, you're going deep. But sometimes you just can't get to 10. And if they go Moonglow Reverse on your Sableye, and you can't knock out Cresselia, you just lose. So, they're going to probably Iona you to 5 or 4, whichever, if they Mirage stepped or not. Mm -hmm. You just want to... And um, Brett Tonneson, his list was a little bit different. Maybe his list is just correct and good. Because every time he bumped Stadium, he never put down Artisan. It was like some of, something is like Collapse City or he just workered it. Mm-hmm. But normally, like, I guess bad players, maybe, I don't know. They've like bumped your beach court with Artisan. So you're just like, okay, cool. I'm just going to get out Pogo Articuno. <laughs> or you just, I don't know, four cards is still enough. You just get the Articuno and you just cram them and you win. Are you- but dude, Brent is Brent is so good at Pokemon, dude. I would say that out of the the whole tournament, the sixteen rounds that I played, because I'm still new to this, right? I haven't. Uh, this is my fifth day two that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still new to like getting to like that higher league of player. Like JW, Brent, and Raymond. I was like, dude, these guys are on another level. I felt like I was getting outplayed, even though I feel like I have a good matchup into Maridon and Guardi. Mm-hmm. You know? Because Brent actually took me to a tie, because game two, I had a pretty slow start, but I was like, eh, I'm playing Sables Art. I, sh- I should be able to get there. But no, I he went, like, at the very end of game two, he goes, like, Super Rod, Super Rod, shuffles back six Pokemon, Iona's me to one, and I'm just like, ah, oh, good job. <laughs> it's like, so we don't finish game three. It's like, and then uh, JW does some sneaky little Pikachu stuff, some <laughs> stalling with Flaffy in the active to take me to a tie game three. And I'm like, oh, all right, good job. But it's just, you have to just, uh, if you get to, if you get to 10 before they can Cresselia, you, the, the Sablesard player is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get there, you, you're going to need that Articuno on the bench so the Kramer can hit the 120 number. That makes sense. I think that's very that's very important. Yeah. Another matchup I'm curious about with this deck because you obviously you had a great record, so I'm gonna assume you did fine against mm-hmm. it, but I don't see how you're beating Lugia either version. Mm-hmm. How does that matchup I, I go? Hear, I hear you on that. Um <laughs> it's funny enough. I got a little lucky. <laughs> I told my friend I, I told my friends this uh the night before in the room because mm-hmm. I have so many games with Sables Art. It's insane. I 
Like sometimes I just get tunnel vision, and I just when I decide that I'm playing something, I just I just play it. Like I'm like a crazy person, and I just play the deck.、Mm-hmm. You know, I probably have like 900 games with Sablezard. <laughs> you know, like I'm. It's just so I was so confident with the deck. I told my friends like if I dodge Lugia, I'm nine and zero tomorrow. That's just what I told them.、Mm-hmm. You know, and I dodged Lugia, but I went eight and one because my dude, my round four opponent. Uh, he was also on Arcdura, and、uh, the Roxanne stuff didn't work against him. He just drew it. But I mean, that happens sometimes, you it, know. It does, yeah. Roxanne doesn't、yeah. say your opponent loses the game,、yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.、Um, I'm so glad lunch was after that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, dude. I, sometimes I'm getting better at it. I'm I'm working on it. But sometimes I get so salty and so mad. It's just like, bro, I cannot because I'm not trying to like bad talk anybody. But dude, this this Arcdura player, I I don't know. Regardless of the matchup spread, have you ever lost to somebody and you you're just like I can't believe I lost to this person? Like you know. In fact, kind of in the same way of my best day one was a seven one one, and my one loss was just like, no, <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, I, yeah, I I couldn't believe I lost to this person. And at the end of the game, he tells me, "Man, you're really sweaty." I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, bro. Like, I'm like, bro. I'm trying to win. What are you talking about? Like, I think that's such a strange insult to throw to somebody, especially when you're three zero. You're like, I'm, I'm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is I what I want. Him, like, I asked him, like, what are your matchups been? You're playing Arc Dura in this regionals. What are your matchups? And he's like, oh, Lugia, Lugia, Guardi. I'm like, okay, great job, dude. Like, because <laughs> he, I think he went like four three one after that, and I was like, dude, great. I don't know. So no Lugia's day one. Did you hit me in day two? No, I dodged no, him. But、so、literally、I'll、no Lugia. But I'll, I'll tell you this though. Yeah, dude, I I honestly think Lugia is unplayable. Full on unplayable. After round four, I was never below table like sixty,、mm-hmm. and I saw nothing but Maridon. Like I mean, nothing but Maridon. I'm like, I'm like looking around, going, bro, how is Lugia supposed to survive in this? You know? Yeah. Like you, and you know that Michael Zeal, J.W. Mahone,、uh, you know Riley, all of them, Jesse Parker, they're gonna play Maridon again. You know that.、Mm-hmm. So if you're legitimately trying to win a tournament. You're not bringing Lugia. Like, there's literally five players that are good at the game that are going to play Maridon. You know? Yeah. I I honestly think Mar-、uh, Lugia has a 100 or zero to 100 matchup against Maridon. I really 100% believe that. I don't care if you play Dunsparce. I don't care. You're gonna lose no matter what. I think like exploring the Maridon like. I'm gonna say goodness because I'm not an English teacher. Exploring the like, goodness of Maridon lately has to be. I don't know. That's good. The meta is going to be warped around. It's a big basic deck. They can judge path you. Like the meta is going to be warped、yeah. around that deck in one some way, shape, or form. Right? Like Shen Pao is also going to probably do something. Mew might pop up again. But like, and Maridon really seems like it's going to be a meta changing or meta defining I, deck. I just don't see how Lugia can ever beat. Because、uh, when the Maridon player wins the flip. They they say I would like to go second, <laughs> so it's like they're always going second because if you're the Lugia player, you're choosing to go first. So there, and then they go judge path knockout. You're a Lugia player. <laughs> okay, good luck. <laughs> it's like that's it's assuming just, you even、yeah. got down a second Lugia, right? Exactly. Like I don't think it's close at all. So 
I, so I just, I made a judgment call going like no decks. Perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. No decks. Perfect. I was like, if I dodge Lugia, I'm nine and oh, that's that. That's honestly how I felt when I was, when I took Sablezard to the tournament. So I just made a call and uh, it worked out for me. I dodged it. But even if I did play it, I, I think I could have at least stolen the game from them mm -hmm. because there are, because there's a, there's a few people that love playing Lugia at locals and I'm somebody that loves to play Pokemon. I love playing Pokemon. I go to locals three days a week. You nice. Know? Yeah. Like I love playing Pokemon. I love Pokemon. And there's and when I play against Lugia players, I just get out Spirit Team turn one, and I'm just like, okay, what do you have in your hand? Like, and they almost never have Burnett because if they go Burnett, you're just like, all right, you know, it's kind of bad. It's kind of hard to beat them. Mm -hmm. But if they ever go like read the wind, you're just like, okay, I got this one because then your Cramorant does damage for free. They still don't have any Archaeops in discard pile. And if your Cramorant takes two prizes before they do anything, eh, you're, you'll be okay. Which is what happens sometimes if you just put down Spirit Tomb turn one. Yeah. It's actually insane how reliant that deck is on Luminion. Professor Burnett's a good card. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is I mean, so silly. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> yeah. bad everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Archaeops is terrible in every other deck. Lugia is unplayable without Archaeops. It's just that deck is so silly. It's like, it's such a weird deck. Terrence, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, oh, and, for sure. You know, going through the list, some of the matchups, hopefully, if anyone's going to play Sable's Art, hopefully they practice instead of play two games and say the deck sucks, which mm -hmm. I'm guilty of. Uh, if people want more from you, where can they find you? Any shout outs you might have? Uh, I guess uh, you can find me on Twitter, Gorilla Thug T. I don't post too much, but um, I guess I will now. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I really don't like social media very much. I feel like so many people are just so pompous, <laughs> and their opinions are incredibly wrong. Hey, but, hey, hey, hey! I'm on the call with <laughs> you. Watch out. <laughs> uh, it's just, but I, I got to. It's just like <laughs> I don't. I don't like to. I, I'll, I'll post a little more now. I guess. I guess. Uh, Garrett posts like the majority of the Twitter stuff for me because if if I'm ever doing something interesting. You know, people probably already follow him. Garrett, like uh, HGSS Prime, he always mm. tags me and everything and posts on Twitter. Myself, yeah. I, can I shout out a different podcast? Is, am I allowed to do yep. that? Go for it. Um, I'm gonna do a deck list review, I guess, on Off the Top. It's Jeremy Jallen and Drew Bennett-Kennett. They're like the cool dudes from Arizona, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that soon. And that was on YouTube, correct? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yep. Off the top TCG. Yeah, be sure to check that one out, everyone. Yeah. Myself, find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Melonors Core Magikarp. I'm going to be at Sacramento Regionals. Feel free to say hi. I'm fairly antisocial, so uh, don't be surprised if I just say hi and then walk away. But come say hi. Maybe I'll be in a good mood. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all maybe next week, maybe two weeks. We'll see how Sacramento goes. <laughs>